This is Blessing Makosha Park, and you're listening to the Blessing at the Bar podcast. I hope you guys, if you haven't already, that you've checked out my blog, blessingatthebar.com, and subscribe to that. We'll start simple. What is the BBTC? It is very intense. I've collected together a bunch of tips and advice I have for those of you tackling GDL exams. Big yourself up big time. And what I mean by that is make sure that you feel like the superstar that you are. Because you wouldn't do this and you wouldn't go through this process if you didn't believe in yourself. This first episode of the podcast is the first Ask Blessing at the Bar session that I ran on my Instagram Live. This is a weekly session that I do where I invite people to send me in questions anonymously on Curious Cat. I then answer those questions live on Instagram. This is going to be the first episode of the Blessing at the Bar podcast and there will be more Ask Blessing at the Bar episodes that will be uploaded onto the podcast in audio form for you to listen to in your own time. So if you're watching this live at some point this evening or you are watching this in the 24 hours after this goes live, um, this is the series that I said I wanted to start. The um, Ask Blessing at the Bar because I basically get a lot of questions that I think are really helpful to everybody. So um, I hope that everybody can hear me because I haven't plugged in my new microphone. I've been collecting a whole bunch of new like um, tech for recording and stuff like that recently. And I will be finding a way to like plug it all into my phone so I can make it all um, much more pro sound and all of that. So um, I'm gonna go through the questions. I've got lots of questions that I received on The Curious Cat, and I also have questions that I got asked more generally on my DMs. So I'll address all of those questions, and hopefully what we can do week by week is that I'm gonna be typing up my responses as we go, and then if you watch this live 24 hours after, or at some point on Instagram um, TV, I'm gonna put the actual sort of notes of what I said in there so i'm just gonna go onto twitter and announce that our live has begun and then just give another minute before i start answering these questions um obviously i can't do that on my phone because my phone is plugged in um i hope everybody's been finding um this current season okay and has been able to be positive during it i know that's um quite wide sweeping because obviously this is a really tough time for everybody gdl students bar students included um everybody is really struggling at this point so i just wanted to be a positive moment and say that keep going and you're doing great and that you know every year that you go through these kinds of processes you learn something as you go on so 
that's my positive message to everybody who is still in the midst of exams and studying and all of that stuff so I'm just putting out a tweet to let people know um, so I'm just gonna put up a link to the Instagram because apparently despite it being 2019 I still don't I still have a little link shortening things okay boom all right so I've tweeted out to let everybody know that this is going on so um, whether you're watching now or catching up as I mentioned I'll turn that down as I mentioned I'm gonna be going through questions that people have asked me hey Tammy again <laughs> I'm gonna be going through the questions people have asked me about uh, the GDL bar school all of that and then hopefully people can have a chance if you happen upon the live and you want to ask a question during you can do that so the first set of questions i've gotten revolve a bit generally around scholarships so it's still scholarship season um in some cases and obviously people want to know this information not just now but going forward so i'll start here someone asked me for a pupillage and in's explanation for dummies so um, you're not a dummy first of all but I'll give a really simple explanation of the way this whole process and system is set up hi Akash um, so this process is set up um, so that you do your LLB or your GDL so once you've gotten your legal education qualification you're then able to take one of the two routes um, either getting called to the bar or becoming a solicitor so if you take the solicitor route the ends of court and that whole structure and system doesn't have anything to do with you um, you're not involved in that the ends of court are specifically for barristers aspiring barristers practicing barristers that's the institutions for barristers so what the inn does, it, the inn calls you to the bar. So you are called by your inn of court, of which there's four. And I've spoken about that on the blog as well. If you just search scholarship in the search bar on the front, front page of the blog, you'll find that. So the inns are where you get called, where you get educated. They provide scholarships, resources, educational events, fun events like summer parties and balls and christmas themed events it's a so it's think about your inn as an educational and social combo so educational as in professional education and social in the sense that you network you meet people you do things with your inn so of the four inns there's inner temple middle temple gray's inn and lincoln's inn and when it comes to picking your in, which is something else that somebody has asked, um, which I'll go into more specifics in a moment, but giving an overall function of the inns, so you've got those four inns of court, some are bigger than others, but they all provide the same function. So I would say as a starting point to get your head around the inns system, it would be helpful for you to consult um, any kind of resource and not just my blog you can go on um, 
you can go on lawcareers.net, Chambers Student. You can also consult books that are designed for aspiring um, barristers. So Pathway to Pupillage is one book. If you look at my post um, that was on books I'm using during the BBTC, the Pathway to Pupillage book is a very helpful book to navigate and get a picture of what that whole system and process looks like. So you've got the four ins. Now pupillage is a, another mandatory process. So within your in, you have to do 12 qualifying sessions. Now those qualifying sessions, if you watch on the lawcareers.net YouTube channel, you'll see I did a vlog at my first qualifying session and I explained the ins and I explained how the qualifying session process works. So if you want to learn more about that and actually see me going to my qualifying session and get a bit of a look at what it's like inside a qualifying session, you can watch that video. So you do 12 of those. Now pupillage is another mandatory step in the pathway um, to becoming a barrister. So what pupillage is, is it's split into two six month portions, six months, six, ah, six month portions and you essentially are able to um, observe in the first six, it's called the non-practicing period of pupillage, and then in the second six, the practicing period of pupillage, that's the period that you actually um, are on your feet. So today is a very special day um, for many, many, many people barristers because this is the first day that they are on their feet with their full practicing certificate. So I just wanted to say a huge congratulations to everyone who is on their feet for the first time today. Um, I've got some mentors of mine who are on their feet for the first time today and it is such a brilliant thing to see um, them forging ahead with their careers and really actually starting to do the thing that they love. So bear in mind that length period um, another question I got asked, which I'm going to answer now, and I'm going to answer all of these questions. I'm going to say thank you for your question, and I answered the question on the live, and I'm going to link it to here. Thank you for the question. Right, so the, this question was, how do you know that a career as a barrister was for you? So how did you 100% know a career as a barrister was for you? And I would think what I want to really emphasize to everybody is this process is so long, <laughs> like long. You know, when you were younger, maybe you were a kid and you talked about, you know, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer. Those things are vocations. You have to work at them and layer and layer and layer and layer and layer skills, acquired knowledge. It is a long process the bar isn't just long it's brutal <laughs> and i say it's brutal not because i want to deter anybody but because i want to make it crystal clear that you should know in your mind this is why i'm doing this this is the end goal this is what i want this is why i want to do it and sometimes you're going to update that you know at the start it may be i wanted to do this because i i didn't want to be employed you know, something that's not that developed or nuanced as a reason. It can be your core reason. It can be the ultimate thing that makes you be like, look, no matter what, I don't want to be employed. I want to be independent. I want to be self-employed. 
if that's your motivating factor, of course, that's gonna, oh, hi, we got more people. Of course, that motivating factor is going to be what pushes you through hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. But if you think about inspiration as an ongoing process, being inspired is a continuing process. So you shouldn't feel afraid to say, hey, I started off wanting to become a barrister because I didn't want to be employed. And then I learned about this particular kind of practice. And I really, really liked this area of practice because it was the most independent or, you know, something like that. Obviously I'm just making things up, but what I'm saying is that knowing why you want to be a barrister isn't a decision that you make one day and then it stays. It's something that you have to critically reflect. And do you know what will help you critically reflect? When things go wrong, when you get rejected, when you have to apply for another year, when you have to go through the process again to get through for your pupillage, you've got to know why you're doing this because even once you get inside, you're gonna have hurdles after that. You're gonna need to have something that self-generates inside of you. And that's really important. So how do I know the bar is 100% for me? Because I've never run out of ideas and reasons why it's important. And I've developed those reasons every single year. So the more I spend working at it, the more I spend trying, the more I want it. So if you feel like you wouldn't see yourself wanting it if you didn't get it straight away, then you're not gonna, you're, you're, you need to start critically reflecting if this is what you want. Cause you've got to keep wanting it even when it doesn't go right the first time. And I think that's what's important. That's, that's resilience, that's longevity. That's, I can push myself through hurdle after hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. So that's how I 100% knew and know that a career as a barrister is for me because I find a new reason why I just really like this work and this life, like this career. Almost every week I come up with another reason why I wanna do this. So if you feel like that, you're on the right path, keep going. Um, so I've just answered that question. So, okay, so this relates to how do you choose your ends of court, a question that I can see that I got there. Um, so how do you choose an ends of court? That is a great question. I am just going to drink my tea. Sorry, it's really like tea. Um, who can relate? So choosing ends of court. So um, again, these are inf there's, this information is on the blog. It's also on my first qualifying session video. So please check those sources out. Also, think uh, Chambers student has possibly, I think, the best breakdown of inns of court and the different things they offer. Also, go and visit the inns. Again, I said that in my qualifying session vlog. Go there, spend time there, learn about them, talk to people about which inn they're part of. Look at the, follow the inns on Twitter. What events are they doing? You know, my inn has a Shakespeare contest. 
um, and a whole drama society that I didn't even know about, which is ran by a really, really cool guy. And now I'm thinking I'm gonna be doing some Shakespeare, maybe I'm gonna audition, who knows? The point is I found that out by interacting with people. So even, that's what I'm saying, learn more and interact more and actually see what the different inns do. Because other than scholarships, you're gonna be part of that inn for life. So spend some time, you know? And I think that'll help answer that question. Um, so, I'm just gonna check in the live if anyone else has asked about inns. That's a specific question about scholarships there. Okay, so I think we're gonna put picking an inn on the we answered those questions pile. Um, so that covers inns. Now, scholarships. Lots of people have spoken to me about scholarships. They've got scholarship interviews, applications, how to prepare, what do I do? Ah! So um, I'm just gonna check if there's a chapter on this in Pathway to Pupillage. Just hang on. I don't think my room is too atrocious. Just hang on. <clears throat> so these are, this is the book, one of the books that I recommended. So I'm just gonna have a look and see. If you, if you click the link in my bio, you'll actually see this. Oh my gosh. I think my social media might cut out, like might tell me I have to get off Instagram. So if this live pauses for a second, just ignore that. Um, I'm just having a look here. to see if in scholarship are in here. Well, the advice in here, ah, here we go. Inns of Court and Scholarships, page 23. This is the 2013 edition, I think. This chapter, I don't know if anyone else can see this. In Path to Pupillage. Read this for more specifics on inns and scholarships and your applications and what should go in there. So between my blog post, my video, and what should go in your apps from this book, you're sorted for in scholarships, okay? But ultimately, show passion. Like, please, people, I'm gonna really scream and shout about this. I love passionate people. If you are someone who can really nail down why you want to be a barrister, why do you want this? Why you? What are you going to bring? Just back yourself and bring that energy and stay calm. A lot of people, when they do the in scholarship, they're either on the GDL or maybe they haven't done their LLB for a while. So they kind of get freaked out about the whole oh gosh, I've got a case study and I've got to do this case study and I don't know what to say, I don't know much law, I don't feel smart, relax. Think about it. What did they want out of you in that interview? They just wanna know that you are able to look at the case study, get the basic facts, understand the judgment, answer some questions, deal with something challenging. That's what they're looking for. If you can do that, you're fine, you're fine. So biggest tip for scholarship interviews is passion and calm. Um, okily dokily. So yeah, this is the question about the, um, 
do you feel there are differing attitudes towards those who do a law conversion and those who have done an LLB? What would you advise an international student who has done an undergraduate degree in Canada, an MSc in the UK and is not 24 and has the opportunity to study an LLB in the UK? Who wants to become a barrister? Okay, there's a bit different parts to unpack in that question. So, um, do I think that there's different attitudes between LLB and law conversion courses? No, but just be aware if you've done an LLB, there will be um, more of an emphasis on your grades. I've noticed that in some places, if you did a law degree undergrad, they wanna look more specifically at certain grades because um, yeah, you had three years to study, whereas conversion, you had a year, so no one's really that, no one cares that much about your GDL scores. Obviously, that doesn't mean go, you know, don't try. It means that undergraduate is always more heavily weighted. Um, so if you've done your MSc and you've got the opportunity to study an LLB, I would say you can do the LLB. That's completely up to you. If you wanna get it done quicker and you're okay working under serious pressure, then you can do a GDL. One thing I would say is helpful to everybody is look at what these chambers policies are for um, their academic requirements. Have a look. You know, if you find certain areas of law that you know you really like and you want to do, have a look at what chambers in that area ask for. Some chambers will be like, um, once you've hit this cap, we actually stop marking academics. And if that's the kind of areas you want to do, obviously this is chambers to chambers policy, but what I'm saying is to help you sway the needle in one direction or another when you're stuck in a difficult decision. As an aspiring barrister, you don't know, should I put do this to put it on my CV? Should I do this because I'll enjoy it? Think a bit end goal. Go and look and get an idea and a picture of what chambers that you are accepting. Celine, I see your question and I'll also address that. Um, look at what they're... Sorry, that's the pause that I said might happen because of my phone. Um, yeah, look at what those chambers are asking for and then figure out how you can, um, meet that for them. Okay, so that would be my biggest advice to you who's asked about the LLB, um, as an international student. Have a look and see at the end what that um, amounts to and what chambers are saying that they require. Um, how do you balance dating and a relationship and studying law and preparing to be a barrister? Uh, that is a great question. Um, I had to sip some tea because relationships with people who understand what you're going through and who are patient and understanding with you during this period will be fine. Relationships with people who are unable to understand that you are going through an especially difficult and demanding period of your life will not work during bar school or at any other point during your career. And that goes for anybody, not just um, an aspiring barrister that goes for any ambitious, focused, dedicated person. If people aren't on board, 
they're not going to be good for you in the long run so i would say my boyfriend lives in france so just on a personal tip um i don't see my boyfriend uh for months <laughs> and weeks at a time which kind of works for me because i'm so busy anyway and it means that when i do see him i'm obviously free but that's my like very special circumstance but i would say that you've got to be able to know that this is someone who's patient and understanding um and they'll get what you're going through they'll know what they need to do so that's the main emphasis for that question um, advice or secondhand stories about starting a family amidst BPTC and pupillage. I know that I know that people have started their um, tenancies and pupillages with children um, and newborn children or very young children. And there's been more of a I know because I asked this question for another. Um, reader of the blog um there has been more of an emphasis on flexible working and that's been something that's been really really pushed and there is a lot of push from within the profession to make it more um accommodating for people with caring responsibilities so i would say that the good thing about the pupillage is it can be done part-time doesn't mean it's uh, sorry not pupillage um bbtc it can be done part-time that may be very demanding though, you know, just because it's part-time is still demanding. But I would say if you communicate your requirements to people and you sort of make it clear that this is your situation, um, I think that you can find, you can find support and flexibility either on BBTC or pupillage. But again, I'm only 23, so I have never, um, personally gone through this but there is a lot of barristers um with caring responsibilities that i follow on twitter who've been talking about how things are opening up a bit more but obviously there are big challenges and there are big barriers and i would say that you just make sure that you really seek out this information and try and get as much clarity and also speak to mentors if you can find some mentors who've been in similar situations and get advice from them um So I think that's most of the questions in the Curious Cat. I'm just gonna have a look because some people have asked me some questions on the chat here. After finishing the BBTC, is there any visa sponsorship by the Inn for international students? That is really interesting and i'm gonna try and have a look i don't know is my first uh, answer because i still don't um i don't know the answer to that question i'm gonna write that down and i'm going to find the answer to that question um so I'll post up the answer to that question uh, on Instagram when I find it. I'm just writing it down. 
Okay. Thank you for that question. Sorry I can't answer it right now. Um, but I'll have a look. From what I know, I've got friends who have said to me that if they didn't get pupillage, they wouldn't be able to stay. Um... Yeah, my my hesitant guess based on what I just looked at on the bar's council website is not. Um, no one is accepting me for mini pupillage. I'm so annoyed, fuming. And first of all, I'm really sorry about that, that your applications have been successful, unsuccessful, sorry. When I started applying for minis for the first time, I think I sent out 10 applications and I got one mini out of those yeah i got one mini out of 10. so i'd say minis are difficult because yes whilst they are important they can also be really hard to get so i would say make sure you're really pushing yourself to get those experiences um alongside the traditional route of a mini find ways that you can interact with barristers see what work do pro bono work do things like that and get that look at the profession you can see barristers from different angles so i would say really emphasize that and don't worry you know chambers aren't asking you to have 500 minis or at least you know that's what we're being told so don't worry about that keep pushing with your applications and getting getting feedback on them and also asking for feedback if it's possible for the chambers to give it to you and also remember that networking is important um and whilst you're at different events and doing different things strike up conversations with barristers um and see if you can ask for some shadowing that way or some court marshalling as well and your ins of court should be supportive as well if you're finding applying for many people are just difficult. So, should optional modules? That question about optional modules is a very interesting question. Um, I asked this question when I was in your position as well and the answer I was given is the answer I'll give you. You do options for a month, like, a month you don't do them for long especially that's at city at least so based on the fact that you don't do these subjects for very long um i would say that i wouldn't say that that should be a huge factor in your decision obviously the bbtc is long and boring so if you just really are super excited to do one particular area of law and you're like look, I want to do this. I want to do this area. This school offers it. This school doesn't. If that's a breaking, uh, sorry, a deal breaker for you, then that's fine. But I would say if it's not that important to you, I would say don't put a lot of stock into your options. However, that's just me. I picked two options I actually quite enjoy. Um, and I was ready to learn anything other than the civil procedural rules. So um 
And also bear in mind as well that unless options are guaranteed that i.e. you pick it, you'll get it, you're still gonna be allocated anyway. So I would say the options are interesting, they're fun, they're engaging, but I don't know if they need to form a huge part of your decision-making process. That's just me, that's my advice. You can completely ignore me if you wish. Um, okay, awesome. So I have some other questions that I've been asked. I'm so sorry if this pauses it. Okay, I just need to... Um, Oh wow, look, I can ask questions. Okay, so, thank you. I hope that was a helpful answer. I've really been rinsing this Kalani album. If anyone else loves Kalani like me, make yourself known. Right. Sorry, I promise I'm doing something constructive. <laughs> I'm just uh, making sure, I'm just refreshing the inbox. I'm just refreshing the inbox. Uh, so does anyone, um, I know there's only a few people watching right now, and but I just wanted to ask if anyone else has anything they want to shoot and ask me. This is a great time. Actually, let me take this opportunity to do a little, one small, small plug. Just a small plug. Um, my podcast series, Legal Tea with B, is uh, in the process of launching. I'm so excited about this project. Um, if you go to Legal Tea with B on Instagram, you'll see um that and you guys will see if you've been on my personal profile um that i've given myself the i've styled myself the chic legal geek that is all relevant and it's all gonna be part of different little passion projects that i'm gonna be working on so i just wanted to tell you guys so you can all be super excited in advance um for all of this so um I'm just responding to this question. I've got to change this playlist. I've been playing the same song. Um, okay. Ah! Hey, Liliana. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. If you guys haven't subscribed um, to her newsletter, you should. I really enjoy it and it brightens up my inbox. Hey girl. Um, so I think that I have covered, I think I've covered everything. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so. Um, I'll, cause we've got some time. I'm not sure if I'm going to stay for the entire hour. I'm going to bounce soon. 
Um, but I just wanted to share some positivity and some good vibes to everybody. Like I just, you know, I've been going through this um, pupillage process just like everybody else. And one thing I really, really want to highlight about myself is that I produce this platform and I create this platform not just for me, but for everyone who is going through this process and sharing knowledge with each other. And, you know, I really want to be like a, a hub. So when I do these sessions, Ask Blessing at the Bar, I want everyone to feel like you can just come in, get involved, shoot out a question or answer a question even if, um, you see that someone's asking a question in the comments, you know, jump in if you've got that knowledge, share it. I think that's what, I think that's what makes the process better is knowing that you are with people who are not just going through it too, so you can rationalize what you're going through. I think it's important that we rationalize what we're going through. Trying to become a barrister is mad. It's mad, okay? It's mad. If anyone tells you it is easy to do this, they are lying. They're lying to your face. So this process is difficult. Oops, my flatmate just got home. I have to close my door. Um, this process is difficult and it's very hard, but everything that you learn that gets you through the next step, the next step, the next step, the next step is beneficial to you. And I think that that's something I constantly tell myself, and I know that we should all remind ourselves of, yeah, exactly. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having faith in me. I also have huge faith in you too, but you're already killing it. Um, that's what I'll say. You know, this process is crazy. So don't feel any negativity towards yourself. I think that's something I really want to emphasize. Being someone who thinks a lot and plans a lot and lives a lot of her life up here i think it's just as important to remember to do things so do something with that energy if you feel frustrated if you feel like the needle isn't moving with for you do something with that energy make something happen it's like i shared that post a couple of days ago you know my biggest inspirations have been people who just went for it you know and put themselves out there i think we've got to start producing a lot more of that energy and encouraging a lot of that amongst each other because listen my timeline is full of extremely talented creative future lawyers current and future lawyers i'm friends with extremely talented creative energetic intelligent people at bar school that's the kind of energy we've got to keep you know support each other support each other's projects, share each other's articles, share each other's successes, make sure that you're uplifting your friends, make sure that you are being positive in this process because you want to build a career. So you wanna do this for life, right? So it matters now as much as it matters in the future when you're networking and whatever to be someone who is connected to others around you, who has developed a network, who is 
You know what I mean? That's the benefit of being a supportive person is that you actually make friends and relationships and those friendships and relationships can take you far. They can take you really far because you've got people you can collaborate with, people you can brainstorm with, people who get you and can motivate you. Do you see what I mean? So yeah, I just wanted to promote that message to everybody. Um, and it comes with that, that I think I'm gonna close the live for today. Um, this has been a fun little, I enjoyed doing this. I hope that I covered everything. I'm gonna do a post show write up of just roughly what I asked, what was asked of me and what I addressed. Um, so people know what they're gonna see when they watch this video later. Hopefully, I think I'll put it on Instagram live. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone has a fab evening. If you aren't a subscriber to the Blessing at the Bar mailing list, um, you didn't get the very VIP email that I sent earlier today. And you're gonna continue to miss exclusive information if you don't subscribe to the emailing list. That's all I can say. If you're not on the mailing list, you're not VIP. I just, I don't know what else to tell you. It just, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm joking. But seriously, blessingatthebar.com, everything that I've addressed today is in there. Head there, lawcareers.net YouTube channel. I will be giving them some videos. I hope you find the resources on the blog helpful and on the YouTube channel helpful. And yeah, just stick around and keep asking me questions so I can address them. Have a great evening. Good luck with your vision. Keep the energy up. I'm rooting for you.